everybody. Good evening. Good evening. Good evening. I hope everybody's doing well. Welcome to the MJB Music with JB Podcast. And you are live with Mario J. Brown. I'm just I'm a singer, songwriter, and CEO of MJB Music. Hey, and I am JB. I am the other half of the MJB Music uh, show. I am the uh, CMO of MJB Music. I'm a pastor, musician, and I try to, you know, I try to sing and songwriting and all that sort of stuff. But I'm just, a, you know, <laughs> come on with it. Come on, sing and songwrite and do it all. I just do, you know, what I can do. You know what I'm saying? That's all I, I, I do. What I do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, look, man. I just want you to know publicly, I appreciate you, brother, because I couldn't do what I do without you. So yeah, y'all, come on, help me appreciate my brother, the JB, Mister AKA. Yes, sir. Mr. AKA, right, right, right. Yeah, we try to do our thing. Yes, sir. <laughs> yeah. So again, y'all, we started this podcast, and I like to just reiterate why we started it. We started the podcast to bring you everything music, education, and culture. So, uh, James, if you can tell them exactly what that means. Yeah. So we create this podcast to give you information from industry professionals, such as musicians, songwriters, producers, all of that good stuff. And so um, there is uh, a wealth of knowledge that they carry uh, to be the professionals that they are. And so we create this podcast so that if there might be aspiring people that want to be musicians, songwriters, uh, uh, fashion designers, and uh, all these, you know, wonderful things. And so this is why we create the show, so we can give you information and pass on that information from the professionals' mouths themselves, so you can get information to, so then you can apply it to your profession and then succeed in your profession. So, yeah. Yeah, I'm glad you mentioned that, too, because whatever your profession is, man, you're going to get some tips and tools tonight that not only apply to fashion and, um, and and styling, but just to life. You know what I mean? Just different principles that apply to whatever profession that you're in. So this is a very valuable platform, and we've been blessed to be able to reach out to some uh some industry professionals uh, like he said man we got people coming on here that's done work with the likes of chris brown and usher and wait till y'all hear some of the other guests that's coming up and then tonight is no different man he's worked with uh keisha cole and uh a couple other people so man it's i'm just blessed to uh we're blessed to know to know these people and uh, be Absolutely. able to bring them to your your living rooms your bedrooms wherever you're chilling at right now so uh, yeah tell somebody about it uh feel free to chime in ask questions don't be quiet don't be silent on us we love to um you know talk back to you and as our guests they, they have the same heart that we have so any questions you have that you want uh to be answered just go ahead and be, feel free to ask them so yeah we truly value your time and attention um today's topic today's topic you know what um hang on before one we, second yeah before we go further i just want to make go sure ahead, bro. everybody is everybody is seeing us because uh i want to make sure that we get a, a good connection here so i'm looking i'm looking right now um, is everybody, can everybody see us out there? Chime in and say hello. I know it's there we on go. delay. Yeah, while he's doing that, let's shout out some people that are in the room. I'll tell you, it's Smith Colbert. We see you. Steven Anderson, Cheryl Moore, Linda Orberg. That's my mama, y'all. Kenya uh, Patterson Brown, that's my wife. Hey, you know, it's, it ain't nothing like family support. Lawrence Seabury. And uh, others that are joining, man, we appreciate you guys for tuning in. Getting ready to be a great, 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 great show. Yeah, yeah. JB, yeah. you straight? I'm straight. I think we're good. All right, all right. Cool, so, cool, cool. Um, yeah. So yeah. So go ahead, man. What are we, what no are we, what are we picking up at? 
Yeah. So again, thank you all for joining us. We value your time and attention. Uh, today's topic of discussion is fashion, styling and design, fashion, styling and design. I'm going to read this bio. Uh, Lawrence Andrews has worked in the fashion industry roughly 15 years, specializing in women's wear. His talent has afforded him the opportunity to work with nationally recognized TV personalities and singers such as Keisha Cole and Tony Braxton, Tony Braxton, the Tony Braxton. In April of 2020, Lawrence switched lanes and founded Ratchet Luxury, an elevated unisex streetwear brand. But before we uh, talk to my man, Lawrence uh, or Larry, we're going we're gonna to figure out which one he wanted to be called, which one, what his <laughs> preference is. <laughs> JB, yeah. tell him what's going on in the culture, man. What's the news flash culture moment of the day? So it's, it's, it's a bit of a somber uh, culture moment um, today, as we all know, is 9-11. Um, and so I just want to, to take a pause and just uh, celebrate the United States for, for our, uh, uh, our, what we have to go through. Uh, we know this year we are in a pandemic and it's been very, very, very strenuous on us. But this year, uh, we're, today, 9-11, we're celebrating uh, 19 years ago. Uh, you know, there were wow. some planes that were, I know, I can't believe it's been that long, uh, 19 Man. years ago that uh, that, that happened. And I, I know for me, I remember exactly what I was doing, uh, where I was at and what I was and what I was involved in, you know, at, at that particular time when that when that happened and it was just it was a shocker for me uh and i'll never be the same because of that and so um we just want to remember uh, uh the united states uh and remember all of the fallen soldiers and the people that uh the workers and everybody that was involved in that and that died as a result of it and we just want to give a shout out to all those families that have lost loved ones Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's befitting, man. And, you know, we shout out, um, like you said, those families and those uh, those workers. And, you know, we're yet praying because, man, that's something that affected. It shocked our world and continues to have an effect on everybody. So, uh, yeah, man, 9-11, a day we'll never forget. Absolutely. Yes, sir. So let's get to our uh, topic of today, music education topic for today. So today, again, we're talking about fashion, styling and design. So, JB, let me ask you a question, man. Have you or your wife um, ever had to hire or work with a stylist? What's What's been I, your experience? Or you guys? Man, I, I wish I could hire a stylist. Like, Lord have mercy, <laughs> uh, because uh, I told uh, I remember I remember it was Kanye West on the Kanye West on his first project. I remember he was talking about how he um, how he hired his first stylist and you know how he and I was like, what is a stylist? What is a wardrobe? People got wardrobe stylists that style them and have them to do all that stuff. I was like, this is that's dope. I said like, I want one of them. And so although my wife she has, I've never had hired one yet. And so um, she she does she does she's into all that high fashion and stuff. And so she 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 yeah. does it. But I you know I've never been into it. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. But they're extremely important to the artists and how they look when they go on stage. I mean, they just do a phenomenal job of what they do to make them up and make them make sure they look good. Yeah, man, that can be a, it. Can be a, a uncomfortable environment sometimes, man. I've had to work with stylists that I didn't feel too comfortable. I was like, uh, uh, nah, that don't work. And then you you kind of don't want to tell them that. Like, yeah, that's kind of not me. But uh, you know, so it it, it I, th I think it takes. Uh, chemistry not not so much chemistry but you know just knowing knowing the artist so i'm sure larry will probably speak to some of those things today as well but um yeah without further ado man let's welcome our friend our brother mr lawrence andrews welcome to the mjb music with jb podcast brother hey, what's going hey, on y'all 
What's going hey, on? Hey, there he is, y'all. <laughs> 414 representing, baby. <laughs> Live and in the flesh. What'd you say, JV? I said, I'm over here troubleshooting. Um, uh, what do we look like on live? Anybody, y'all, can y'all see it on live? I just want to make sure we get a good feed on live before we go any further. Um, shout out to all the people that's on live right now. Let, let us know where you're at. Yeah, we got uh, Anthony Jones, Marcus Harrison says, join. I know there, there may be a delay in what we see. And again, you guys, what we do is we pull the audio from this. Um, so we try to give you a visual. But the more important part of it is that we got a clean audio that will be uh, downloaded to uh, Apple Absolutely. Music. And uh, so the audio is really good. We're just making sure troubleshooting through some things and make sure that they can see our uh, guest and ourselves. So, you know, give us some hearts, some likes. Let us know. My wife is somewhere around here. Come back. Let me know what, what we're looking like. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. So, yeah, that's one thing, man. You know, you can't control technology. Boy, you always have to kind of work, work around it, work through it. Right, right, right. So, <laughs> but yeah, yeah. man. How, how about we get into it, man? Let's get into it um, so it. we don't, you know, belabor the time. So, uh, <clears throat> Larry, first of all, do you prefer to be called Larry or Lawrence? Larry is cool. Larry is cool. Larry's cool? Okay, okay, okay. Cool, cool, cool. As long as they put Lawrence on the checks, that's all that matters. <laughs> Come on, man. Correctly on the Cash App, on the Venmo, on the Zelle. Yes, that's okay. Yes, Larry is that's cool. where it counts. <laughs> <laughs> for sure well yeah let's get into it man take us down uh down down take us on a journey down your career path uh becoming a designer and stylist so first of all for our listeners that they may not be familiar with you where are you from where did your passion come from and how did you become successful um i'm born and raised in milwaukee wisconsin and i have been fashion has always been i i I know it sounds like very cliche, but I didn't choose fashion like fashion shows me. I remember wow. like growing up, you know, when my mom would get ready to go out with her friends, it was like that in itself was an event. And, you know, I remember helping her pick out clothes and things as early as like four or five years old. And she would wow. wear and she would wear my suggestions. And, you know, my mom, my grandmother, you know, like have very strong, have, both have a very strong sense of style. And even today at 79, my grandmother will dress you under a table. Now, that's my shopping buddy, <laughs> like, real talk. Like, that's my shopping buddy. Like, that's my brother up. got married. As a matter of fact, my brother got married um, almost a little bit, almost, a, it's been a month now. And grandma. Okay out here in like the four inch jimmy twos at 80. killing <laughs> <laughs> wow it's in the blood so it's, the it's, it's, it's always it's just something that's, that's always up. been a part of me and i've just i've always been extremely interested in art and culture and things like that so it just came kind of came hand in hand that way as far as the inspiration goes yeah got you got you so it's it's somewhat natural for you kind of yeah, kind of born into it pretty much <laughs> that's what's up well man let's talk let's talk about uh ratchet luxury how did you come up with that name and uh you know how did you develop the brand ba it's ba it's a definite because i thought about something because i did like custom design for years and 
you know, I just wanted to transition away from that, but I still wanted to be in fashion. And I said, you know, I just want something that's ready to wear where I don't have to, because it's a lot that goes into custom design. And I didn't necessarily mm. want that workload, but I still wanted to be in fashion. So I just kind of sat down and like wrote down ideas and I just wrote down like different things like that my aesthetic, that's typically like my aesthetic. So when people would ask me that question, I'd be like, oh, you know, like it's ratchet, but it's luxury. And so I was like, wait a minute, like mm. that sounds dope. So, you know, I went and checked, <laughs> make sure, you know, like nobody owned it. So I went and bought it and all those right, things. Right, 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 right. <laughs> um, met with a graphic design a young graphic designer by the name of Eugene Carter. He is like absolutely amazing. I told him my vision what I wanted for the logo. He made it happen and I've just been I've been going from there. Wow. So basically That's what dope. it is, it's an yeah. elevated streetwear brand. It's like, you know, things that you like t-shirts, hoodies, but the image but the images and the graphics is what makes it luxury like you can easily wear one of like my sweatshirts or my hoodies with a pair of jeans or a ball gown or a ball skirt you know and just totally yeah. make it formal oh, okay dope so um you said it's unisex so it, yes. anybody can wear it anybody oh, okay can wear it. Now, what and I wanted to do something because when I did custom design, because in college, I skipped out on the menswear elective. I took it for two okay. days and I was like, you know what? This menswear not going to be my ministry. Ain't nobody got time for all these complex <laughs> measurements trying to figure this out. So I just I, I dropped menswear and men would always ask me, did I do menswear? Could I design things for them? So this allows me to cater to everybody. Yeah. yeah. Well, mm -hmm. Let's talk about that. You said uh, menswear. Is it, so it's, it's more complex than women's wear. I would think it would be different, but it's not. A, no. As far as measurements and things like that. Menswear is a lot more complex. Women, it's easier to design because women's bodies are basically made on a curve. So, you know, the waist is going to end in at a certain point, you know, like the hip is going to extend. Men don't have that. And there are so many different intricate designs and not necessarily designs, but measurements. And, you know, mm. like, so when I see menswear designers, and especially when they design from scratch, like from pattern, I take my hat off to them. Like, that's beast work wow. right there. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, definitely learning something because I had no no clue. <laughs> I yeah, thought we I, were the, the more simple of the two. <laughs> no, absolutely not. Well, I thought the same thing. Like, you know, you would think that menswear, because you think, and is that why there's so much uh, women's wear available? Because you see, uh, like a lot of a lot of the fashion designers, they, they kind of start off with women's wear before they do men's wear. Is that the reason why? Is because it's not it's not as uh, intricate as men's. Um, it's that as far as like the intricacy of the construction of the garment, but okay. a lot of people more so cater to women because you can go a lot further with women. You know, like with men, they're only going to do you know, like they're only you know, you're going to do a suit, you're going to do a shirt, a slack, you know, <laughs> okay. but with women yeah. and women are the same way, you know, like they have all these different things they have, you know, it's just like a base, like a skirt, but you can embellish upon it so much more with a woman as opposed to with men. Gotcha. Gotcha. 
Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Well, yeah, let's move to uh, styling, man. So styling an artist is a special skill that not everybody has, let me tell you. Um, what are some of the things that you consider when you're developing a style for a particular artist or even just a common individual? Like, What's some of the things that you have to consider when developing that? I would definitely say I have more freedom when it comes to an artist because they're more because nine times out of ten like if i do something for an artist it's for you know like a public appearance or something like that so you know i have more creative freedom versus when i work with you know like quote unquote the regular person you know they may be a little bit more on the conservative side so and i know especially for me it is very hard for me to pull back and i know like when mm. i work with people like i'll just throw all these different you know ideas and it can become overwhelming whereas someone just like mm. the average person is like you know that's a lot and i don't see that versus the artist who is like yes like let's do that so you have more free reign when you work with artists but i typically what i do is i research the even with like regular people like when somebody contacts me i'll just kind of like go through their pictures just to see like what their style is you know, just so, yeah. and then try to, you know, like push them to go outside of the box a little bit more, but still kind of keep them in their comfort zone. Mm -hmm. So what happens if a person doesn't have it or hasn't developed a style yet? Are you able to look at somebody, male or female, and say, hey, I think this would be, you know, this would be hot on you. I think you should, you know, what about this? Usually when a person like, comes you to me, but usually when a person comes to me, I see it in my head already. Like when they come to me and they say, oh, well, I'm I'm getting married. I'm going to a wedding. I'm doing this. I'm doing that. I see them all like hair, makeup, full concept in my head already as soon as they tell me. So then it's just my job to, you know, like explain what I see in my head and put it down on paper so they can see it as well. Mm, okay. But okay. My, my brain just works like that. When you tell me where you're going, I'm just, I, I get it just almost instantly. Yeah. What do you think it takes for a designer to be successful? Uh oh. Did we freeze up? Uh oh.
all over. I was over the logos. Didn't no, no. And I, and I didn't think, and I didn't think it was well made either. Mm. It wasn't well made, and in my opinion, like it wasn't tailored very well because the crotch part in her pants was baggy. See, and those are details that you noticed. It was not fitted to her to perfection by any means. Mm. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, I wonder, man, because that was a topic for a moment. You had some people that were on both sides, so you know me. I, I don't, I don't know. I just was like, I hey. didn't like it. So basically, what our stylist did was he took a Fendi. He went and bought a Fendi trench coat, and he took it and he took it apart and had a tailor make the hat, the little bolero jacket, and the bustier that she wore. Mm. Got you. Honestly, got you. Got you. I would have if she would have just worn the pants in the trench and you know like styled it a different way i would have liked it but i just feel like she was doing too much but i feel like monica does that a lot though like <laughs> you know just where it's you know what much. yeah and this might be i don't know if i'm just you know i don't have any experience or expertise in this area or not but like you mentioned about her hair and and yeah. it being up and how that can accentuate the outfit and you know, talk about hairstyles and how, like, what what styles look best, or you know, what to wear with certain styles. Maybe somebody might be interested because I'm for sure, I for sure didn't think about that. It all depends, and like I said, everything ties into a look. You know, the everything, the hair could be right, the accessories, and the makeup could be off, and it kills the entire look. So. I just think it's one of those situations where you have you need to have people around you who are honest and mm. you people who are around, you know, like who will be in. A, I know a lot of these celebrities, they have a lot of yes people around. You know, everybody is there for their check. And you sometimes you have to challenge them like, look, girl, that's that's a mess now. <laughs> like, right. like, but you have a lot of people who are just oh yeah you look great oh you want to wear that oh you know and then they don't give like any feedback and they don't challenge their client to see it another way and it's like that's mm. our job we're the visionaries you know like we may see it in a way that they don't and that's our job and i feel like a lot of the stylists now are just like yes people and you know like they're just there to do the job get the check and it is what it is wow i can see that being challenging like you said though like if you're working with somebody that you know a-list artist you're you're trying to secure the bag and it's like hey if you if you switch it up you don't know if they're gonna keep you or move another direction so i wonder how do you balance like keeping your own identity and and doing what you know will look great for this person like you said challenging challenging can be risky yeah challenging can be very risky but at the same time you have because like i said I'm looking at like the fit of that and I'm thinking, you know, like somebody else. Okay, so prime example, let's just say you have someone like at the caliber caliber of a Beyonce and she looked back at those pictures and she saw, you know, like where she was ill fitting in a certain way. You're mm. she's not gonna call you back. It's done anyway. Or like for styling. She's not yeah. calling you back, you know, like for anything. So in areas like that, you know, like you kind of have to stand your ground. It's it's a very fine line because you want to challenge but at the same time you don't want to go so far to where you totally lose the client 
And when I say lose yeah. the climate, where they typically just say, well, you know what? Forget whatever you're talking about. We just going to do this over here. And I've seen that happen quite a few times. Do you think it's levels to it? Like, is it is it something like somebody that's just starting out and is trying to get their name out there, getting the door? Now, now listen, like, they, I, may, they may I, not want to. Now, and it's your first celebrity client, I, I'm going to need you to chill. You know, like, if this, this is your first gig and you know you don't know the ins and the outs, I'm going to need you to ease your way into that, you know. So it's definitely levels to it. Absolutely. Yeah, you know, like yeah, a lot yeah. of your name stylists. That, oh yeah, they definitely you know can haggle back and forth with their clients because you know they produce results. So, but yeah, you know right. now you know you might want to take it easy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I figured that. I'm glad you put that out there because uh, somebody can get ambitious and and be be what jobless. So uh, <laughs> I'm glad you mentioned that. But say it again. Sometimes ambition can work though. Hmm. Um, I know yeah. as a matter of fact, the first when I worked with Keisha Cole for the first time, it really paid off for me. Mm. How did that come about? Um, actually, I had a friend, and that's the thing. Like, another thing is like when you build relationships and you have connections, you know, you want to definitely you want to do cultivate the relationships that you have. And so actually yeah. it was a friend who was a friend of the stylist for what she was doing that day. She was actually filming for BET. Um, it was a, they do a breast cancer special for BET Her every year. And they were filming that day and it was a friend of a friend who knew the stylist and they needed a tailor that day. So mm. I packed up my machines. I went. They presented me like with all the options and I got everything altered. And she decides about 35 minutes before she gets ready to go on stage that she doesn't want to wear any of that. Mm. Mm. So, wow. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, OK, well, but, you know, Keisha Cole is very petite. She's tiny. So I have to hack everything. Like you have to cut the pans. And I literally have like 35, 35 minutes to do this. So we got the pans done. None of the tops were working. And the stylist handed me a ball of mesh and some velvet fabric. Wow. Okay. So I legit made a bodysuit in 15 minutes. Wow. Wow. You, you talk about sweating. <laughs> sweating, sweating. Man. And I'm just, I'm keeping a cool head because, you know, everybody's just kind of watching me. Everybody's kind of freaking out. Oh, we have to be out. You know, like she changed everything. Hair. So like her hairstylist had to go change it. And it's basically, it was just like very chaotic. And you know, I'm keeping it cool, but on the inside, I'm like, oh my God, you did not mess this up. Like, oh, you'll never yeah. work again. Pull it together. <laughs> but we pulled it. So I pulled it together. She put the bodysuit on and the pants. They fit like a glove. And that is what was seen on TV. Wow. Shout yeah. out, man. You know what? There's a saying that says preparation meets opportunity. And it sounds like that's that's what happened. Like yep, yep, yep. behind the scenes things were prepared you for that moment. You know what I mean? And There's so many people that probably would have shook under the pressure. 
and and it definitely in this industry being prepared is everything being over prepared is everything especially you know when you do like certain things like anything could happen you never know what could happen like when you're on a set when you're assisting a bride at her wedding whatever the occasion is you never know what could happen so you always need to be prepared legit i take my sewing machine everywhere wow is that common for a stylist to have is it common for a stylist to have to be able to style design uh tailor like all of the skills that you have like is that is that common or is that just something that sets you apart most stylists um they'll design but what they'll do is they'll take the work to a seamstress or a tailor so they always have like a seamstress or a tailor in their back pocket a lot of stylists don't really design not at least not their own pieces mm. they'll outsource gotcha, it out gotcha. wow yeah that puts you on another another uh platform we got a question that came in uh from kenya it says how does that work if they want what doesn't represent what you represent and who you are as a styler and designer so I think what she's saying is, mm-hmm. did you understand that question? Say yeah. it again. So, so answer that question. So how does that work if they want, if what they want doesn't represent what you represent and who you are as a stylist and designer? So if they kind of want something that you're really not, you know, not, not for. So how does that work? Um, they're asking for something that you don't represent. Well, it, it depends really, because you, there's always a way to meet in the middle. And there'll just be some times where you just have to say no, you know, expect, you know, when there are situations where, you know, like you're in, if it's just something where you are just, you're like, nope, I don't want my name attached to that. Sometimes you just have to say no. And yeah, that's okay. And that's cool. Got you. Got you. Got you. Yeah. Now, who are um, some of your influences? Like, designers or stylists that you follow um i've always been inspired a lot by street style and i was the type of kid where and now it's just so interesting like everybody has like an apparel or fashion brand and i remember when i was when i was young i used to get ribbed for walking around like, with my fashion magazines and stuff. I mean, just roasted. And I, everybody like, bro, like I need to holler at you, you know, by getting this little line together. I'm like, I'm sure you do. But, <laughs> but um, like, like style-wise, I would definitely have to say I'm always, inspired by Misa Hilton was probably like one of my first inspirations once I found out who she was. I remember when little Kim initially hit the scene, like I was obsessed with Kim, like obsessed. Like, and then once I found out Misa did all her looks and was also behind, you know, like the works of like Missy Elliott. And then I just started doing like more research um, so stylists like Misa Hilton, uh, Groovy Lou, who started out working with Biggie in the early 90s, in the, yeah, in the early 90s, um, designers like Tom Ford when he was at Gucci. Um, so those are like my biggest style influences. Like I'm definitely inspired by street style. I'm very inspired how we as a people interpret designer goods 
Mm. Got you. Got you. Got you. Yes, sir. So um, do you believe that uh, having styling and or, you know, styling and being fashionable, is that a gift? Just something that some people are just blessed with or is it something that can also and just simply be developed? It's both, actually. Um, I know people who were born with it. And then I know people just over time as you evolve and, you know, like and as your experiences change, you know, you experience different things, you know, like your style is going to change. I mean, look at Gucci Mane. Right. Think about Gucci Mane right. maybe like five, like 10 years ago. Look at Gucci Mane today. And, you know, okay. I mean, now you see him and he's like in the tailored, you know, like European cut suits. His shorts come all the way up to here. It's like a whole Euro vibe going on. But that's because, you know, like he's evolved, he's traveled, he's experienced all these different things. So, you know, like once you, when you do that, you know, like your fashion is going to change as well. Like things that you, you know, like that you see that you may not have been open to or that you didn't know were available to you. Once you learn those things, you know, you adapt those into your personal style. Gotcha, uh, gotcha, gotcha. How much, how much, how much of what people, people are styled or, or their, their, their personality uh, comes out in their clothing? How much, because I remember, here's what, here's, here's my question, the background for my question. I remember there's years ago when um, people used to, like when you're a kid, you used to dress a certain way and it'd be like foreign and weird to people. But then you keep dressing that way. And then one day it's like, it's fashionable. It comes back around. You know what I mean? You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Like when I was a kid, yeah, I, I used to see people that they used to dress, and they'd be like, when we, as a kid, you're like, dude, where's your, where's your, where's your, uh, okay, I'm dating myself now. Where's your used jeans? Where's that <laughs> stuff, right? But then you got these kids that were coming there. Uh huh. We say skids. Come on now, you dating ourselves? <laughs> Come on, man. Now you dating us? Um, but then you see these kids coming there. They got their like own pizzazz, like right. Is that something that they're born with or just gifted with? Or what is it? I don't, I don't, I don't you know, that's 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 dope. Because I, 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 some of the people I look back at now, I'm like, they still mm -hmm. dress like that. And it's like the culture has caught up with them. <laughs> you know what I mean? And they, they never changed. Right. <laughs> and they never changed. Yeah. Yeah. Which, you know, like a, a lot of people kind of get stuck in a way. Like they find something that works for them. And, you know, like trends, trends will change. Time will move on, style will adapt in different ways. And they like, look, this worked for me. I'm holding on to it. Okay. So I feel like it's one of those things. And honestly, I feel like if you were around, like, you know how trends come back around, sure. like now all the kids are like wearing, you know, like head to toe Tommy Hill figure again right, and right. all of those things. I'm not gonna do that because you know, that was in that was high school for me. So, you know, uh -huh. I'm not about to be out here, you know, like in, you know, like logos head to toe, unless okay. it's my own. But come on. <laughs> but, come on. You know, so I just feel like if you were around for a trend and you partook in a trend when it initially was a thing, don't right. do it when it comes back around. Wow. Mm. Wow. Okay, so then where do you see fashion going? Like how, how do you anticipate where, where fashion goes? Um, it's one of those things where fashion has become very corporate. Okay. And I remember a lot. I remember when Kanye dropped 
the brand Yeezy and everybody was just laughed at it and said, oh my yeah. God, like it's so awful. And yeah. now look, we are running around in monochrome sweatsuits and we got holes in our sweatshirts. Absolutely. They're oversized and, and you know, and it's like every brand is kind of like adapting that motto. That's literally where I see fashion going because it's really going into an area where it used to be where you would go to certain brands for certain things. Like I would go to one brand, you know, like for a sneaker, you know, you would go to one brand, you know, like for this one brand for that. But it just seems like now everybody jumps on whatever the hot ticket item is and they do their version of it. Like for instance, like the dad sneaker is like having a moment right now, you know, like those big, like they look like orthopedic sneakers. They're having a moment right now. And every brand has their own version of it. Sure. Sure. You know, so I, was, I, I, uh, yeah. with that. I know I was looking at there was a there was an older gentleman at my church uh back in the day and he used to wear like um he used to wear these ties that was and this is I guess this is one of the things that I'm talking about with fashion, how it just it kind of re reinvented itself. Now he was like 50 years old, but he would wear these ties, plaid shirts, like flower ties, plaid shirts, and like mm -hmm. solid colors. And it'd be like, dude, that don't even match. What are you doing? We laughed at him. We laughed at him. But then all of a yep. sudden, we seen that coming into play to where people were doing that. And I found myself uh, not matchy-matchy, wearing, you know, cross um, patterns, if you will. You know what I'm saying? And it was like, now it's trendy and he's like yeah I, you know i was trendy back in in 1980 or 1950 or 1920 mm -hmm. when that was trendy and so it seems it does I, seem I like about that with my friends all the time you know yeah. i remember you know back when you know like i would wear like a shorter crop pants like man why are your pants so short why are your pants so tight <laughs> now everybody's sitting in church you know the suit just tight <laughs> above the ankle. <laughs> so it's just one of those things where, you know, like things where we necessarily like we don't understand, like when they initially come around, you know, like they ultimately will become the norm. Sure. Do you sure. do you guys remember when we used to fold our jeans at the bottom Here we over go. and then we flip them up? Yeah. Do y'all remember that? I do. I do. And we had like, yeah. And so we fold them up and they had this little. Yeah. Know, <laughs> Look uh, like a little yeah, cup, almost. Yeah. So was you, that our version of you? Was that our version of European? Or I, I don't understand. Like that? Did that come back? No, no. That's. Not, I hope that does not come back. <laughs> ah, that's funny. Just pants, but just bunched up, and we thought just we was doing something. They they come yeah. loose. We, we tighten it up even tighter. Yeah. Terrible. <laughs> I think I think we were trying to accentuate our shoes. We wanted to make our shoes stand out or something. Who knows, man? <laughs> just going with it. <laughs> right. But Larry, let me ask you this, man. We use this platform to kind of be, you know we we definitely enjoying the show so so much, man. Having you on here. I want before you leave, I want you to give uh, some some wisdom and some advice. So for somebody that's just getting into it and um, they want to know, like, how can they get their, um, you know, brand help them with some branding tips? Is there anything that they should be doing in order to try to get their, um, you know, their designs off the ground and uh, to be seen and or even in stores or, you know, what are some of the some of the uh, steps that they can possibly take? I will definitely I'll give the advice that I wish I had gotten when I started. Take care yeah. of your back office first. Get you a lawyer. Wow. 
get your trademarks, get all of your copyrights, whatever that you need to do, own your name. That's the most yeah. important thing right there. Own your name. Everything else like will fall under, you know, like get your LLC for your business. Um, and I would like just build your back office first and start small. My thing is, I remember I would make like a 12, 13 piece collection and didn't have anybody to show it to. Start small. What? You know, just start like with a capsule collection, maybe like three or four pieces. Um, and we live in it when I, and me date myself, like when I started, there was no social media, there was no Instagram and things like that. Utilize those tools. You know what I'm saying? Like investing yourself, invest in quality photo shoots. Like no matter where you live, find models who are of industry standard. You know, you want to pay attention, like research fashion ads and things like that of brands that mirror like what you want your brand to ultimately look at and look at how not play not now not plagiarize but just kind of take the model in which they present their brands and then you do the same way mm. yeah that's good that's good information for sure so um have you done like fashion shows have you found that to be beneficial or is that or is that a waste of time like how, how has that worked out for you um it, it depends it depends it depends on the venue and it depends on the organizers okay talk about that how does that affect things um like i said it just depends on like the connections who's hosting the fashion show um i've been in shows okay. where there have been you know like for real hardcore industry insiders in the audience looking for the next big thing and you know like it's resulted in me working you know like with amazing people and having you know like great opportunities to you know like doing things where you know like people are just having fun and they're not taking it seriously mm, gotcha 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 so another thing i think that'll help somebody that may be listening is what what do you find to be the most challenging about the profession that you that you're in that chose you the most challenging thing is just number one finding your niche and staying true to yourself but at the same time staying current and relevant mm. because, because that's very important you want to you want to be your true authentic self you want people to see your pieces and you want them to see everything that inspires you but at the same time are you following the trends? You know what I'm saying? Like what's trending right now? You have to ride that fine line of doing like what you love and what you bring to the table, but putting it, you know, but also making it to where, you know, like people actually want to buy. Yeah. Yeah. Making it consumer friendly. True. So yeah, that's gotcha. the most difficult gotcha. thing. Okay. Okay. So um, let me ask you this. So what, um, is this a pretty lucrative business? You don't have to speak all the way numbers and tell your business, but like, how do you get paid and how do you determine fees and things like that? Like I said, it, it, would, can, it can definitely be a lucrative business. Um, you know, you just have you. Just, my thing is you just have to be fair to yourself as a designer. I put it like that. You, it's definitely one of those businesses where you have to be fair. You have to stand on your price, um, you know, because materials are not cheap. You know, I feel like in a lot of consumers and I feel like now 
especially because we mirror celebrities so much. And I think it's great that people like fashion designers and makeup artists who do not live in, you know, like major cities like LA, New York, have an opportunity to work. But at the same time, you know, like something like that is indeed a luxury. And, you know, consumers have to understand that, you know, it's not the same as just going and purchasing a gown, you know, like at Saks or something like that. So it's going to cost a little more because you have this person who is sourcing, going and sourcing the fabric, creating the patterns, doing multiple fittings. If it's not right, taking it apart, sometimes starting over from scratch to get it right. So you have to take all those things into consideration, you know, like when you're dealing with pricing. And as a designer, like I said, you have to you have to be fair to yourself as well. Yeah, and you have, yeah. to really, you have to really look at it and think like, OK, this costs this much. How much goes into making the garment? How much time did I spend into making the garment? How far, you know, ordering, you know, what, how, what, how did I have source my fabrics? You know, did I have to go out of town and get my fabrics because I live in a place, you know, like where the fabrics aren't where I don't have a wide variety, you know, like, did I have to go to a neighboring city to get the fabric? These are all the things that you have to take into consideration. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, I'm sure you probably have ran into situations where people are like, Hey man, this is all I got. You know, uh, this is my budget. How well do you work with, uh, minimal budgets? Like, do you, are you able to still pull off nice, nice, uh -oh. you know, looks with minimal budgets? <laughs> I see the uh -oh. it, it depends. Like now, if if it's within reason, you know, and it's like within, no, I'm just saying, like if the item is within reason, you know, if you say like, hey, you know, like oh, I item. this, you know, then yeah, you know, then it'll work. But you know, like I said, you have to be fair to yourself. That's all I'm gonna say. You have to be fair. To <laughs> Good answer. Good answer. Um, I just got a couple more questions, man, and we're going to uh, let you go. But I wanted to ask you in terms of skin color, like, does that affect what looks good on people? Like, how do you determine, like, you know, a lighter complexion or white or, you know, different ethnicities? Like, does that matter when you're considering? Well, as far as we are concerned, us as melanated people, I say the more melanin you have, the more color you should be wearing. Hmm. Mm. Come on, and okay. I've had clients where, you know, they say, oh, like, well, I'm too dark to wear this. And I can't do that color because, you know, like, it's too bright. And I'm, and I'm like, well, that's what's really going to make the color pop. Like, and it's going to make you look amazing. And, you know, when you have clients that trust you and then, you know, like they see the outcome, like I have dealt like with women who have been like, oh, well, I only do black, brown, beige. And I'm like, well, you don't do black, brown, beige working with me. Come on. We doing something else. And when you <laughs> put them in something different. So now when you see people who are saying, well, I only do black, brown, beige, and now they're in color. So I always say, you know, like the more melanated you are, the more color you should be wearing. OK, what about that's the flip really side? So somebody that, like me that's light skinned. We should be wearing uh, dark dark colors. <laughs> no, you should wear more melanated colors. <laughs> no, like, I, but, you know, I, my thing is, as far as, like, color, like, what goes with what, my thing is, like, do what works best for you. That's, that's what I tell yeah. people because, you know, and because, you know, like, taste and trend is subjective. 
So do what, just do what works best. Just do what works best for you. And of course, that'll be broke up a little bit right there. You said what you say? I think it broke up a little bit right there. You said taste and trend is what now? You remember what like, you said? Taste, taste and trend is subjective. You subjective. know, just oh, do, okay. you know, like just do. My whole thing is like just do you like the way fashion is right now. It's like there are no rules anymore. You know, you just do yeah. what you do. Yeah, yeah. Good stuff. Good stuff. Well, man, I can tell you, I'm, I'm definitely learning a lot. Um, I can definitely got some takeaways here, some things I didn't know. So this has been very enlightening, man. I wanted to, first of Absolutely. all, um, you know, just uh, acknowledge you and um, I guess make sure that we um, give you credit. You know, they say give credit to where credit is due. And Thank one you. of the reasons that we reached out to you is because we've recognized the work that you've put in. And the impact that you've had, not only on our city, but, you know, across, you know, the, the U.S. So I just Absolutely. appreciate, um, you know, your, your your love for what you do, your passion behind it. You know, when we find people that's passionate about what they're called to do, it encourages somebody else to do what they're called to do, including myself. You know, so, you know, that's just it just sitting here talking to you, seeing how how much you 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 love doing what you, you do. It's inspiring in itself. You know, if you you didn't have to pull out any piece to show me. Like I haven't seen all your work, but just the <laughs> the, the passion behind your, your voice and your energy, man, is, is great. So man, thank you, thank you, thank you. One last question. Okay. What do you want to what do you want to be remembered for? And uh what will people say about Larry when your time on earth is gone? What do I want to be remembered for? I first of all, I I want to be remembered for my energy more than anything. Um, I want to be remembered for my energy and I want to be remembered for the beauty that I left on the planet, whether it was via person, via like art in some kind of way, because I paint as well and do like all those things. So I definitely want that to be my legacy, you know, like my energy, the way I've made people feel and, you know, like the through my the way I've made them feel through my art. That's what yeah. I want. Legacy yeah. to be. That's big. That's big. We're going we gonna to make sure we hold on to this, this show, this audio, man. That's, that's valuable. Very valuable. So um, what's, what's next for you, man? What, what can, um, how can our listeners and we support you? Uh, just give us some of your social media handles and tell us what we can expect. What's coming up for uh, Ratchet um, Luxury? Well, Ratchet Luxury, like, it's, just, it's growing. Um, I'm always putting out new uh, content, new pieces for Ratchet Luxury. You can actually shop Ratchet Luxury, um, www.ratchetluxury.com. Um, and like I said, it's just really cool. Um, it's like elevated sportswear. Like I said, you can dress it up, you can dress it down. And the imagery is very culturally specific. It's definitely for us, like specifically. So, you know, I'm really excited at the response that I'm getting from it. So my main focus right now is just the continual growth of Ratchet Luxury and putting my all about gotcha. it. Dope. That's what's up, man. Well, we wish you nothing but success and uh, greatness, man. Greatness, is, it lies in you. It's ahead of you, man. So I'm excited to follow the journey and, you know, support however we can. And, um, you know, eventually, man, all our guests, we, we're going to invite you back on the show um, at some point. So when you got something going on, man, make sure you reach back out to us and we'll be glad to have you on again. Oh, absolutely. Yes, sir. Yeah, I will. Absolutely. Yes, yes, yes. But yeah, thank you again, man. So JB, 
Man, that's yeah. another one down. Season two is off to a great start, man. Yes, He's sir. actually yes, the sir. first fashion stylist I think that we've talked to so far. Absolutely. That I that I can remember. Yeah. So I'm, you know, that's that's exciting, man. Like, you know, our show is about more than the song. So we understand that making the song is just, you know, that's that's almost the easy part, you know, but it's so right. many other things that come around with making an artist successful. So, you know, our goal is to continue to bring you content that you can apply uh, to every area as it relates to growth and the music industry. So, um, yeah, we did it, man. What you thinking, yeah. Jay? What's going on with the show, man? What's, tell them how they can um, stay tuned in and where they can find us and all that good stuff. So, yeah, Monday through Friday, I'm sorry, Monday, Wednesday and Friday, 7 p.m. Central Standard Time, we're on uh, Facebook Live and we're also on YouTube Live. Uh, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at 7 p.m. You can tune in to us either, either place or go to both. Uh, but what we need you to do is subscribe, like, and share. Make sure you go on there and do that. Um, and go on to our Facebook page uh, at Mario J. Brown Music. Uh, sign, sign up, uh, log into there, like the page, um, and soon we'll have text text messaging where we are able to uh, update you when there's uh, when we're going live. So yeah, tune in, tune in, and make sure you like, share, and subscribe to to our channel as we're trying to get our numbers up. Also, you can go to uh, subscribe to our podcast, MJB Music with JB. More than just a song, uh, we'll have all we we'll have season two. Season one is already there. So if you if you haven't tuned into season one, there's a wealth of information that you can get from season one that's already out there. But you can also go on and uh, this these podcasts for season two will also be uploaded very soon. So, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And let me just reiterate, man, God has blessed us to uh, develop relationships with some really, really, really key people. And, um, you know, again, if you can just go back and look at the first season, some of the people and the talent that we've had on here, including tonight, um, you know, it's just we're putting you in the room with people that you may not normally get a chance to speak to or to get information from. And they're giving you this information from their heart, willingly transparent, you know, uh, life lessons along with tips and styles like uh, like tonight, Larry gave some tools um, to help people to even and it, you can tell it's not it's not a competitive thing. You know, right, um, he right. gave you some some things that some people would, would have held on to, you know, um, because it's very valuable information. So make sure you uh, continue to support the show and uh, subscribe again, share, join. We just appreciate your time. And uh, yeah, check it out. MJB Music yes, with JB Podcast. We appreciate y'all till next time. JB, did you want to let them know what's going on next week? Dude, Before so we could. it didn't I, work out. I, th I think we should tell them. I, I don't have the, I don't have the logo made, but I think we should just tell them who, who to tune in for on Monday. Should we just should, should we just tell them? Uh, I, I think we should just well, tell them, bro. I think we should well, just tell well, them. well, well. We, should we tell them Monday and Wednesday? Or just Monday's guest. Should we? we How about we lay we it out Monday slowly? And yeah, let's lay it out to them slowly because uh, it's gonna be huge. All right. Well, well, Monday we have national recording artists. Um, known for It Ain't Over, Moret uh -oh. Brown Clark will be on. Uh -oh. And uh, man, she is a jewel. When I tell you, you don't want to miss that show, make sure you turn it, tone, tune in on Monday at 8 Eastern, 7 Central. And uh, man, I, I, I kind of want to tell about Wednesday. <laughs> <laughs> man, well, if you want to, you come on, man. You can tell her if you want to. Yeah. Yeah, Wednesday, yeah, Wednesday, we have we have uh, songwriter Rico Love will be on the show on Wednesday. Ooh. So make sure you guys tune in. 
and when i tell you he drops jewels man make sure y'all that's this is the place you want to be so again thank you all we appreciate you uh god bless you and good night good night